This is Cultivating Convos with the Ohio Department of Agriculture. And it's fun to have everyone else kind of get a little insight into what we do. Farmland forever. Actually, that was the next question I was going to ask you. Shelby, <laughs> let's wrap <laughs> this thing up. <laughs> so Megs, are you ready to cultivate some convos? Let's cultivate immediately. <laughs> oh, so, what do you want to talk about? Let's see. Um, it has been a busy week, but I'm just trying to think of anything interesting. Oh, tomorrow is National Spinach Day. It is. It is. I eat spinach every day. My two favorite. I, I love spinach. I know. Shelby loves her greens. I do like spinach a lot, though. I do try to incorporate that into diet as well. Yes. Yes. So I'm happy for any day that celebrates it. Where's National Broccoli Day? There's my question. That's you know the what? day that I want. <laughs> Let's just quit Google while, while we have you here. <laughs> <laughs> Please tell me because we are going to celebrate so hard. I'm going to bring you like a broccoli cake. How did we miss this? It, broccoli Day was March 18th. No way. <laughs> it's because it's the day after St. Patrick's Day and people need to, you know, get a little roughage in their diet. <laughs> oh, that is not a recovery food. Let me just tell you. I feel like it is, though. I feel like it is. I'm going to look into that, Meg. So I'm going to convince Shoot. you it's a recovery food. Well, you know, we'll put that on our calendar for next year because I don't know how we missed that. Well, okay, and in the same vein as we're, we like to talk about food a lot, uh, next week we have yep. something exciting. We have a good shoot coming up. We're going to be dishing with Dorothy. We love to dish with Dorothy. For those of you who don't know what that is, uh, director does uh, just a little cooking segment we like to put out probably quarterly. Um, and yep. the really cool thing this year that we've decided to do is we're teaming up with all of the commodities so yep. our commodity groups. Yeah, we're we're shooting with um, pork next week and with uh, Ohio Poultry Association. So um, we love Jim Chikaris because yep. he lets us use the Ohio Poultry Association's kitchen, which is gorgeous if you have not seen the videos that we've produced. No, we absolutely love the facility at the Ohio Poultry Association. It is, it's a gorgeous little space uh, that yeah. Jim Jacaris and gang have just done an amazing job with. And, and he's so fun to cook with every single time. And we're so excited because this is, uh, this is the first time we've really worked with uh, the Ohio Pork Council on something. So we're whipping yes. up a little Cinco de Mayo meal. We are. We absolutely are. Can I, should I say what we're doing or should no, we make no, them we're wait? Be, no, no, we're going to, we're going to let it wait. Cause we, you know, we're, while we're shooting it next week, it's not coming out for about another month. So we'll that's, let people wonder. True. All right. And continuing our talk about food, we're going to talk about meat today. We are talking about meat. Um, it's what's for dinner sometimes. So let's get on with it. All right, Megs. Well, it's time to get to the meat of our program. <laughs> well played, Shelby Croft. <laughs> that actually just came to me. <laughs> wow, nicely done. Nicely done. Yes, um, let's intro our guests, shall we? We've had him on before, and he's back again. The chief of our Division of Meat Inspection, Dr. Juan Leon. Thanks for joining us again. We appreciate it. Thanks for having me. 
Of course, and we also have um, owners of Euler Meat Processing, and this is a facility based uh, in Utica. We have Travis Payne and Zach Frazee, you guys. Thanks for hopping on and, and chatting. We appreciate it. Oh, thank no you. Problem. All right, and, and Travis and Zach, we're so happy that you can be with us. Uh, you all were the recipient of a very sought after grant recently, uh, you and uh, 39 other meat processing facilities. So uh, this, this was the money given to uh, different meat processing facilities across the state to grow and expand, which we know is very needed right now. Uh, I would really love, first off, if you guys could just kind of talk to us a little bit about what the past couple of years during the pandemic has, has been like for the meat processing industry, and that'll get us started. Oh, not crazy. No, oh. yeah, it just, I mean, everyone, every single person around was trying to people that never have bought meat this way before, that it was the numbers were overwhelming. I mean, so it's been good for the business, but on the other hand, we're, we're such a small facility, we put out a lot for what we are, but this grant would make it to where we can just keep cycling and take more and more. I mean, it's, it's a pretty huge thing. Why did it, why, why did that happen during the pandemic? Can you kind of walk us through? I, I, I don't honestly don't I know. Mean, it just happened. It really did. They were, I think people thought there was going to be shortages on meat, and, and there ended up being because so much demand, you couldn't fill it. Well, and the thing is, uh, if I can interject, the, yes, the beginning please. of it was uh, when we had one of the plants that one of the big four processors that had an outbreak of COVID and when they had to shut down operations, then basically that brought, you know, the the production of, of meat and meat products almost to a halt um, because Basically, they, they have a lot of the process producing uh, processing capacity also. Uh, so that forced a lot of farmers to start looking for alternatives to get their product to market. And I think that, you know, it is a blessing in disguise because, you know, um, now uh, there's going to be facilities that are going to be, uh, uh, what is the word? Um, improving or, or or benefiting from this because uh the the pie is getting divided into a lot more little little pieces and everybody's going to be able to you know do a little bit more so that that's going to be great for the industry in ohio thank you for jumping in on that dr leon i also wanted to ask you you know um with some facilities awarded these grants you know how is this going to help and 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 why is it needed so as you know, the, the grant uh, was um, something that the legislature put, you know, $10 million to it. And uh, one of the things that we did was try to make sure that those applications were uh, easy to fill because we really wanted to make sure that everybody that had a need and had an interest in getting this money didn't have to go hiring a grant writer or something else uh, to or somebody else to to. Uh, to help them out with this. Um, and after we put out that grant, we received uh, over 140 applications, totaling almost $29 million. Um, and I did the calculations and believe it or not, because it was partly first come first serve, it was first come first serve. However, you still have to meet 
all of the requirements. So they're not just because you were the first, you got the money it's because, you know, we, we did score every application, uh, but the money was gone probably in the first couple hours uh, of the of the application day. So it was something that was uh, very well received. I think we, you know, uh, pat ourselves on the back a little bit. We did a good job advertising and working with OAMP and, you know, going out and talking to the different uh, processors and they were, you know, very responsive to this. Ring, ring. Business, <laughs> business is still bumping. <laughs> Doesn't stop. <laughs> so they were very responsive to this. <laughs> All right. Well, Travis and Zach, why don't you, I, it was really funny at the beginning of this, I saw you guys kind of squeeze into the room and you're like, it's a tight space and it's, yeah. it's a tight facility. <laughs> so why don't you just talk to us about what your plans are there for your facility with this money? Well, uh, we have two coolers in here. We have a, a cooler on our kill floor and a cooler for our processing. Being so small, we have to cycle one out to get the next in. And these machines that we have put into this to get, these will, because it's, you know, the slaughter part of it, you can slaughter as much as you want. The cutting's what takes time. So we've got all processing equipment to make our processing go faster. And we can probably jump up what we're doing 30, 35% for the year. That's pretty significant. I mean, yeah, that's awesome. I think, I think the biggest part is that is going to allow them to meet the regulation because they are they have limitations right now because if you cannot store it and that includes uh not having them so close that one carcass that may be contaminated can contaminate another etc there's going to be just enough refrigerator space that they can use by regulation and that's it so this grant hopefully uh, will allow them to increase refrigerator space or increase the speed that they're getting things out of the refrigerator and that way you know they'll be able to do more. That's great news. I am really curious. So Travis and Zach, Travis, you are Zach's father-in-law, correct? Yes, ma'am. Family business. How did you get involved in this business? Well, we worked, I worked at another facility. I was there for about 17 years. And then he started working with me there and I trained him how to do everything. And we decided the lady that owned this place previously needed help. So we would help her once in a while. And one thing went to another and we ended up buying it. So, I mean, she wanted out. She was an older lady and she wanted to get out of there. I mean, it's a lot of work. I have to imagine. We have, this is a very good work environment. We don't have a lot of employees but they're all almost all family and everyone, you know, you can come to work every day and nobody's grumpy or, you know, we all, we all get along with each other real good. <laughs> it doesn't make, the work day is better. We get a lot done for such a small crew. I mean, it'll just make it better having this equipment. I, I am so impressed right now. Most families would probably be fighting on the oh. job. <laughs> no, we, when we're not here, we go hang out at my house and, you know. And <laughs> That's awesome. Um, I mean, how many, I don't know how many like producers you guys serve or how many pounds of meat you slaughter and process, or I guess I don't really know how that, how that works and how large of an area you cover being in Utica. Well, we, we do about 12 beef a week and about 15, 20 hogs. 
and we, we kill the hogs on Monday and win, uh, beef on Wednesday. We cover, I mean, I would, we get customers from the Danville area. We get customers from Columbus. I mean, it's probably a pretty good area for a, such a small plant. I'm not 100% sure how that is, but. <laughs> Are you guys going to do any improvement to a um, retail area or? Yes, we have. Okay. We've already done some stuff like that because we we just bought this place the February before the one that just went by. So we've been here a little over a year. So here's my question. Utica has always been known for its ice cream, that oh, yeah. big ice cream plant that's out there. <laughs> Are you guys going to put it on the map again? We'll sure try. <laughs> we'll get it in there. We'll do it. <laughs> Everybody take your livestock to Oilers. <laughs> yeah, bring it down. We don't turn anyone away. Yes, and and you know the I think the most important thing is that we're going to be able to increase capacity for everybody in the state, which means that you know it might lead to higher prices for the uh, cattle growers and lower prices for the for the uh, consumers. Uh, hopefully, you know they still can take a, a good piece of that process in part, uh, but because of some of the pressures on the system with the only big four big producers, uh, there has been a, a tendency to squeeze both the farmer and the, and the consumer. And I think it's uh, places like Oilers that are going to make a big difference to the state. Well, that's great. We're happy to have you guys here. We're probably about wrapping up here. Anything else you guys want to talk about? Anything? You know, when we found out we got this grant, you should have seen this place. When we first found out, Everyone in here was jumping around, hooting and hollering. It was, it was pretty right. exciting. Glad, glad. That's great. That is so That's good wonderful. to hear. Okay. Oh, well, I think how, Dr. Leon, anything else? It, well, um, how do you, how do you, how would you rate the customer service that you receive from your inspectors and ODA? Oh, excellent. All of our inspectors are good. Good people work with you. We can all work together, make it one unit. Yeah, because that's that's my hope that, you know, yes. uh, that's what I try to in, impart on in my inspectors that, you know, it should be more of a collaborative relationship with the plants. And the goal is for everybody to push out uh, safe, safe product. And yes. if we can do that with just, you know, holding your hand and letting you know, hey, if you if we're uh, if you need any help, we're here, we'll do that. And, you know, if we if we need to just then tighten the screws a little bit because, you know, things are not getting done right, then, yep. you know, it's almost like taking care of a teenager. You know, you just <laughs> yeah. uh, let them have as much rope as they can responsibly, and then every once in a while you got to bring them in. Yeah. But other than that, you know, I, I'm very happy to work for the state uh, because we we had great pro uh, processors like you, and, uh, you know, we really uh, enjoy what I do, and I think most of my, uh, all of our inspectors, they really, really are uh, – a great asset to the state. I love to hear that. Megs and I talk often on the podcast about how much we enjoy everyone we work with. So it's great to hear that everybody on the outside feels that way too, Megs. <laughs> I know. And is Dr. Leon about to take my co-hosting job? I think Why? so. <laughs> oh, well, I'm a, I'm a talker. You know, I'm a talker. <laughs> what, what are you doing next week at this time? <laughs> uh, probably some paperwork. <laughs> oh. 
All right. Well, thank you everyone so much for being on with us, Dr. Leon, of course, and Travis and Zach, really, really great to have you on as, as guests this week. And um, very exciting. We are actually uh, going to be touring their facility. Director Palanda will be touring their facility okay. this week. So watch watch for that on our social channels, et cetera, because um, we're, I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing what you all are planning on doing with this money. Oh, we can't wait to show you. All right, Megs. So now that we've wrapped up this week, next mm -hmm. week's a really fun one. I'm excited for this. It is a fun one. Just know we're having to do this sort of in two parts. Yes, we are, because um, it involves uh, the uh, grape industry committee. So uh, Ohio Wines it involves mm -hmm. Ohio Wines, and uh, they that group is now doing virtual tasting. So we are going to do the virtual tasting and let everyone know how it is because everyone can do this. So, Bing but, but we are not doing this on work time. So, well, we, we got a little, we worked this up. And we you know did. the other exciting part? The, our new guy? Yes. Our, our newest uh, comms team member will be joining us. He starts Monday and he's thrown right into this, right into the podcast. <laughs> yeah, he can't believe that we're doing this for work. Although again, let me preface, this is not happening during work hours. Exactly. And you know what? Our wine industry in this state is booming and it's it such an awesome thing to talk about and such mm -hmm. an awesome thing to support. So it, it's, it, it goes so far beyond the wines. I mean, the wine making, the vineyards, growing the grapes, everything in this industry is amazing and uh, just such a good thing for the state of Ohio. Multiple choice, circle D, all of the above. <laughs> exactly. So uh, we will see you back here next week with that. Have a great week, everyone. Cultivating Convos is created by ODA's communications team. Make sure to hit subscribe to get the latest episodes in your feed and like ODA on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for up-to-date news about agriculture in Ohio.